Class is in session, muscle children. My name is Justin Gosselin. I'm a strength and conditioning specialist and founder of GymSpot, the world's best gym locator. This video is going to be the first in a playlist called Fitness from First Principles. And it is this video series is basically going to serve as an annotated audiobook of a text I published in 2018 by the same name. Basically, I'm going to be reading a paragraph or two at a time and talking about my thoughts about why I wrote what I wrote and why I think it matters. Um, each of these videos is going to be a couple minutes long, 10 tops. So that way we're giving you a bunch of short, digestible videos in sequence that will hopefully enhance your education. I will also be stripping the audio from all these episodes and turning it into a podcast. You can find that link in the description. I can honestly say that I think this is the best practical overview of sport physiology you're going to get without signing up for a college class. And not only that, but this resource truly gives you context and it gives you the tools to understand any videos or articles you might consume in the future. But before we get started, one thing I want to talk about, something I'm extremely proud of, is how this book is structured. Listen, there are tons of awesome books and videos produced by, you know, evidence-based professionals, but there really isn't anything out there that combines the pedagogical or, you know, kind of teaching approach of a textbook with the question and answer style format of most, you know, consumer resources. The title, Fitness from First Principles, is a play on words from a problem-solving framework in physics called Reasoning from First Principles. In not so many words, it means that when you have a problem that needs solving, start with what you absolutely know to be true, the way you know 2 plus 2 equals 4, and then reason on up from there. So in math or physics, that might mean starting with a couple of very basic equations and moving variables around until you actually derive the equation that you need. And in sport physiology, we can do the same thing. We have a pretty good understanding about how the body actually responds to stress. Those are the principles and concepts that I talk about in this book, and I actually teach you how to apply them in many different situations. What I really think I nailed in this book is using the quote-unquote basic equations in sport physiology to quite literally answer the logical sequence of questions a person should be asking themselves as they are approaching exercise. Chapter 2 is called, What Are My Goals? And here I give you frameworks for thinking about weight loss, muscle gain, strength gain, and improving your cardio. Chapter three is called, What Exercises Should I Do? And I talk about how to think about high return on investment exercises, how sport athletes should think about exercise selection, and I actually go through and break down all of the major muscle groups, what they do, and how to train them effectively. Chapter four is called, How Much Training Should I Do? And in it, I discuss all, with permission, all of the training volume landmarks popularized by the very smart and lovely people over at Renaissance Periodization. Chapter five is how frequently should I exercise? And chapter six is how do I make long-term progress? And I talk about the relevant principles involved and how they actually apply to you when you're trying to make decisions in the gym. In chapter seven, we tie it all together. We combine everything that you've learned and I walk you through how to write training programs for training once a week, twice a week, all the way up to six times a week. I also talk about my thought process when I'm making all of those choices. It's more like an open dialogue than anything else. And the last chapter is 
a, a brief essay on what it really even means to be healthy. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not talking about blood work, not talking about vitals. But a lot of times when you're getting into the weeds of sport physiology, um, it, sometimes it can be hard to see the forest for the trees and what it means to be, you know, capital H healthy. So that's what you're going to be getting into if you decide to take this journey with me. Um, I'm not suggesting this is going to be like the last book you ever read about training, but if, if you really care about training and you care about your progress, then it should probably be the first. So without further ado, Fitness from First Principles. Chapter 1, Introduction. There are two foundational principles of this book. One, there exists some sequence of work that will afford you a theoretical maximum opportunity for success. And two, resources such as attention, motivation, recovery, and time are all finite. You only have so much of them. And from these two points, we can derive several important facts. The first is very simple. If you're a competitive athlete, you must seek to understand how to organize your training effectively. Consider it part of the cost you must pay for success. Order is always preferred to chaos when victory is at stake. And for the non-competitive athlete, attitudes towards training and outcomes range from the laissez-faire to the obsessive compulsive. And throughout the text, I will consistently reaffirm that your position on this spectrum is not relevant to me. Similarly, you don't get cool kid points for arbitrarily hardcore behavior, or apathy for that matter. Instead, I want you to put in the appropriate amount of work to reach your goals. It is on you to adjust your disciplines and expectations based on the principles of sport physiology put forth in this book. General work produces general results, and specific work produces specific results. One isn't better than the other. I just want you to live your best life. So as you can tell, right from the jump, it seems like this might be a little basic, but I, I kind of wanted to start with a, why should you even care, you know? Um, and, and, you know, when we're t a lot of people call their books training manuals, right? And I think that's actually a pretty good m metaphor because I also do a lot of audio engineering and recording and music production. And if you buy a $700 piece of equipment, you know, you use it for the function that you bought it, but it's also got loads of other functionality that are really, really awesome that you didn't think of. And if you just put a down payment on your education of the device and read the damn manual, you'd actually get your money's worth. But you're getting, you know, maybe one or $200 worth of value out of a $1,000 box, you know? So while it might take more time up front to do, um, it is going to save you a boatload of time, um, you know, especially with the YouTube game, learning your software, you know, learning, learning is an investment that pays off over time. Um, and I kind of really, with this first paragraph, just wanted to say that, you know, whether you are, you know, the black mamba and, you know, psychotic in the gym, or you only want to go work out two or three times a week for 45 minutes a clip, understanding what you're doing is going to get you the highest return on investment of every extra unit of time that you spend doing the thing that you're investigating. And it's super, super important. And as you learn and you kind of get that, 
positive feedback feeling of getting more educated on a subject, it might become more, you know, exercise or training might become more than a means to an end. Um, and, it, and in my experience, following, falling in love with exercise and training can be one of the most positive experiences of a person's life. Of course, you know, you can always have too much of a good thing and it can go the other way. But, you know, with this first paragraph, I really just wanted to get the point home that we only have so much time. You know, there's a lot of things in fitness that are a zero-sum game. So being as efficient with your energy as possible is very important.